My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to Season 7 of the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. So we're starting a new series of classes. And in this series, we'll be using a lot of different elements of yoga philosophy and energetic anatomy from working with reducing excess pitta or heat in the body, this Ayurvedic principle, which we'll talk about today, working with the yoga philosophy of Pratipaksha Bhavana, when negativity arises, cultivating the opposite. We'll move into some deep restorative resting practices in the December months. And the month of December is only one month. (laughs) And uh, all throughout this series of these next three months, uh, things that are going to be more grounding, centering, and bringing attention more inward, like pratyahara, the sense withdrawal, one of the limbs of yoga. We'll do some more meditative practices, slow flow, things like that. And then we'll end this by setting intentions for the new year with a practice Uh, in December, in the end of December, that's helping you set you up to plan for the new year. And I'll actually have a really cool announcement of something I'm creating right now that's going to set you up to be really successful for the next year. Uh, More on that in the weeks to come, but I'm really excited to share once it's ready. For today, it's a gentle yoga practice to prevent disease and reduce accumulated pitta or heat in the body. Now, if you're new to this concept, this is from Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, and they have the same root in the Vedas, the oldest known texts of any human culture civilization from India. Veda means wisdom, knowledge. Ayurveda, Ayur means life. So the wisdom and knowledge of life, or sometimes described as the science of life extension. This is Ayurveda. And as the same roots as yoga, there's a lot of overlap, Yoga is the, the state that we're going for, and eventually it meant the physical postures that we do as we think of yoga now to create that state of yoga union where everything is just nicely in flow together, body, mind, and breath. Ayurveda is the practice of the medical side of things. So this is where you introduce herbs and working with the elements, working with earth, fire, air, water, and pitta is the fire element. Now, you could be a pitta person and be very fiery in your temperament and have a very fiery nature. Maybe you're quick to anger and frustration. Or maybe you're just very active and ambitious and you like to get things done and check things off your list. These are pitta qualities. You could be a vata, which I'll talk more about in other episodes I've talked about in previous episodes. Or kapha, K-A-P-H-A, the H is silent. Kapha dosha is more grounded, earthing, centering. And this time of year, we're going to emphasize a little bit more of that Kapha dosha. But right now, today, we want to transition out of the season. Because I know a lot of people listen to these right when they go live in the first week. So this is a great time to be reducing excess heat in the body. Why? Because in a season, which we just came out of the summer season, uh, a dosha accumulates. So in the summer, the pitta dosha accumulates in the body. It's stored in the body. The heat builds. The sunlight, all the exposure to the sun, all the things that do with pitta, like the heat, the longer days, maybe you're eating spicy food, maybe you're being very active and ambitious. All this stuff is going to accumulate pitta in the body, and then it's going to eventually manifest. And everything starts from the very subtle to eventually the gross. So it starts with thoughts of moving quick, moving fast, to eventually actions of moving quick and fast, to eventually going so fast and so quick so often that you burn out and you get things like 
just fatigue, burnout, you get, might get rashes on your skin, right? Because there's too much pizza in the body, so you, your skin's more of a red complexion. You might have inflammation in the joints or in the muscles. You might have uh, heartburn. This is an ex excess acid in the body. Too much, too many acids, too much pitta. Pitta is also oil. It's like fire and oil. So this is an example of excess pitta. If you've experienced any of this recently, then you know that your pitta is a little too hot. If you haven't experienced it, great. But for all of us, it's a good idea to make sure we're balancing the doshas and we're not getting excessive in any one. Too little pitta and we'll We'll just won't have that fire. We won't be able to get anything done. We'll be too, too cold, too much kapha maybe, where you feel lethargic and lazy, or too much vata where you feel scattered and spread thin. So we want to balance it out. And today, focusing all on reducing the excess pizza of the summertime. So it's a gentle practice, and this is also going to help you prevent disease because in Ayurveda they say that all diseases start in the transition of the seasons. So we want to make sure that we're doing our practices this week, staying hydrated, getting good rest and sleep, maybe catching up on some sleep. And in the nights are getting longer now, in the northern hemisphere at least, and we're moving towards the fall winter season. So we want to go with that flow of energy and chill out a little bit. I know I got a lot of listeners in Australia for some reason. Australia has a lot of listeners there. I'm really grateful for that. Sandra, I know you're listening. And uh, this, this is also can apply to you too. So this applies any time of year, right? Because you can have a pizza excess any time of the year. But for us in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm in Austin, Texas, for those of you who are new to me, uh, especially it's hot as hell, of course, in Austin, Texas. Uh, the, I, we see it very strongly. I see it in a lot of people, that pizza excess. So any time of year, it can happen. Even in the winter when you need more heat, you could be taking on too much of that heat and then you get the same negative side effects I mentioned. But when it's balanced out, you just feel sharp, focused, clear, intentional, and on point. And that's what we want with the positive, highest expression of pizza dosha. All right, so that's it for this intro. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week about the project I'm working on for the new year. I think you'll really like it and then all the episodes to come in this season season seven of the quiet mind yoga podcast thank you for listening if you're enjoying this leave a review share it with a friend and spread the word all right thank you for listening enjoy your practice today all right so let's start with the hands together at the heart sitting in a comfortable seated posture bowing the mind to the heart trusting your inner wisdom your intuition always Trusting that you have the answers that you need inside you in the feeling, intuitive heart. And then release the hands down. And we'll start with the blocks at the back of the mat. So one block's at the highest height, one block at the middle height. <clears throat> You'll extend the legs out and lay back so you've got that lower block somewhere under the shoulder blades. It's going to be a little different for everybody. The other blocks under the head. Adjust if you need to. Make sure you feel like you could stay here for a while. If it's too much with the blocks, you can come down a step. So you can have the blocks just one step lower on the lowest and the middle height instead of the highest and middle height.
Let your breath start to slow down and breathe into the area of the solar plexus. So when you inhale, you feel an expansion there, the ribs, the front, back, and sides. When you exhale, a softening there. So if we wanted to create heat in the body, we would contract this area. If we want to release heat in the body, we'll expand this area, as we're doing right here. We've still got a while to go with the summertime and the heat, especially in Austin here, but we uh, are getting closer towards the end. We're closer towards the end than the beginning of summer, so the heat will start to go down. But there is like an accumulation that happens in the seasons. We have sort of an accumulation of the heat element, the pitta quality in the body, and this is a good way to start to release that. For the chest and shoulders, you could keep the arms just as they are, or if you want a little bit more, you could have the arms start to come overhead, maybe even holding elbows overhead if that feels good. If it doesn't, just go back to the first version. Slowly release the arms back down beside the body. Stay on the blocks like you are. Bend the knees, feet on the floor. And then cross the right arm over the left to grab the shoulder. So almost like you're going to eagle pose, but we just grab the shoulders instead of wrapping the arms. And that allows us to rock a little side to side on the back, massaging these upper back muscles onto the block. If that's too intense, just go slower, be gentler. You don't have to use a lot of force here. And more than anything, just really soften. So letting go of tension in the back and moving the legs side to side to help you uh, go side to side here rather than the muscles of the back. Let your arms open out in a T again and cross the other arm. So the left arm is on top this time. Same thing, just rocking side to side. For me, I notice my back kind of tenses up like it doesn't want to let go here, and you might have that, and that's okay. But just working on letting go, softening, not resisting gravity or the block here as best you can. It's like the back of the body sort of spills down onto the block. The tension pouring out. Back to center. And then we'll roll over to one side to come off of the blocks. And move the blocks so you can come down to your back. I'm just noticing how that feels to be a neutral spine on the floor after that big heart opener. 
and then here, bring your arms overhead as if you're doing a handstand. So the arms just reaching overhead, feet reaching down, lengthening the sides of the ribs, creating space between the ribs and the intercostal muscles. Also part of the solar plexus, these lower side ribs. And then we'll relax the arms, bend the knees, feet on the floor, lift your hips over to the left and then legs straight out again, but legs will go more towards the right corner of your mat and the arms go towards the right corner of the top of the mat and kind of a crescent shape. Grab your left wrist with your right hand. So there's a side bend here. Your ankles can stack, so you have your left ankle over the right or right ankle over the left. Whichever feels more natural for you. And breathe into the left rib. So when you inhale, there's an expansion there and a softening of all those little muscles between the ribs. Exhale, there's a softening there, sort of thawing out. And then we'll come back to center, just back in the middle, feet, knees bend again, feet on the floor, and then lift your hips over to the right, legs out to the left, and then shoulders towards the left grabbing the right wrist. comes from Ayurveda, the science of life extension, the oldest form of medicine. And it's very simple. It works on the principle of like increases like. So if we have too much heat, we want to increase the coolness. So the qualities of heat are sharp, hot. So we want soft, cool to balance that out. Come back to center. And then knees hug in towards the body and rock forward and back along the length of the spine. Keep your chin tucked in, but massage from the tail up to the upper back. We'll go a few times like this. Again, noticing if your back is tensing up, maybe bracing, and that's normal, but maybe softening a little bit here in the back. And we'll come all the way up to hands and knees and have the blanket under the knees.
And from hands and knees, we'll focus on the solar plexus opening, expanding and contracting, but more expansion here. So from neutral hands position, hands under shoulders, knees under hips, you'll focus on lowering the upper chest, right? So you can see my lower back can drop in and we, we're not focusing on that right now. Most focusing more on the, the upper chest lowering down, shoulder blades come together and then upper chest rounds like cat pose, shoulder blades apart. So as best you can, keeping the low back pretty neutral in this version of cat cow to open up the ribs, but also to open up the upper back. Inhaling when you lower, exhaling when you round the back. This area is a little tricky to control for a lot of people, but looks good. And then back to a neutral spine, hands and knees, extend the arms forward, lower the forehead towards the ground. Again, emphasizing this expansion of the solar plexus and the ribs. Emphasizing the expansion of the ribs and solar plexus on the inhales, the softening on the exhales. From here, come back to hands and knees and move your blanket out to the side and come all the way down to the belly. And we'll bring the elbows under the shoulders for Sphinx Pose. So the forearms are down, the belly's relaxed on the floor. There's a little bit of that opening of the solar plexus here, helping to disperse heat in the body. So you can stay here, or if you want to do a little core strengthening here, you'll tuck the toes and start to peel the ribs, the hips, and then the knees off the ground rolling up to a forearm plank, and then you inhale, you'll lower down in the same kind of wave to Sphinx, right? So you could stay in Sphinx pose if that feels good, but if you want a little of this core strengthening, it might be a little heating as well. So inhaling up and exhaling down. Next time you come down to the belly, we'll stay there. If you want a little bit more to this, you could have the arms come forward a little bit and arms straight. If that's too much on your lower back, have the elbows bend a little bit. And 
and then scoot the hands an inch forward, not fully straight, but we're going there. And then hands down, even pull the hands slightly back and lift the heart. So this helps to strengthen and engage the upper back and shoulder muscles. And then lower down a little bit, extend the arms fully straight. Press down into the palms and pull back, engaging the upper back. as if you're trying to pull yourself forward and then relax. You can keep the arms extended or you could stack the hands and rest the head on the hands. Softening the belly into the ground. And then here we'll bring the hands back in. It's back to the sphinx pose, elbows down. And bring your left knee up alongside the floor, almost like it's doing tree pose. Now your right arm threads under your left arm. So you're coming to a twist. And roll towards your back. And you can go all the way to bring the left shoulder to the floor, or you could just go halfway. And so it's really just a basic twist, but we're just coming in a different angle. Your right arm through, Stephanie. Um, your left knee's up first, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. And then your right arm through. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the left arm could open towards the ground. It could wrap around the back. It doesn't have to even open. It could just rest on the side. I've worked with a lot of upper back tension, and this tends to feel really good for my upper back. It's coming in at this angle. And we'll come back down to the belly. Back to Sphinx Pose, and bring the right knee up, almost like a tree pose, and then thread the left arm through, opening right long towards the ceiling. Again, just sort of spilling out into the pose, this quality of water, of movement, softness, less of this sort of uh, engaging, hugging in, firmness, heating, of the pizza dosha, the heat element, fire element. And then roll onto your back, onto your mat. Have your blocks nearby. Just a little more work on the ground here. Again, grounding also helps to release the excess heat. So feet on the floor, knees bent, setting up like bridge pose. Feet are close enough in that your fingertips could touch your heels and feet are hips width apart. 
We'll start with a dynamic bridge. So as you inhale, you'll peel the spine up off the floor. As you exhale, you'll lower back down one vertebra at a time. Let's continue this motion a few times with your breath, no rush. Adding a little engagement here, but still that opening of the of the, thir the solar plexus. Now you can come up to bridge and stay there without the blocks, or you could put one block under your tail or two blocks under your tail and supported bridge. So with the blocks, it's going to be more cooling, calming. Without the blocks, it's going to be more heating, energizing. Either way is fine, just knowing what you would feel better with in your body today. About two to three more breaths here. slowly release down, moving the blocks if you have them, down to the back. And then here we'll separate the feet as wide as the mat and let the knees rock side to side like windshield wipers. I say that a lot, but that is also a water metaphor. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> come back to center and we'll do one more bridge pose so either without the blocks or with the blocks so feet hips width pressing into the feet and peeling the spine up off the floor you could stay there engaging in bridge contracting the glutes or using the blocks for support We'll hold about two to three more breaths here. And then with control, slowly lower the spine back down. Hug the knees in and rock forward and back along the length of the spine. like a detergent ball in a washing machine. How about that? <laughs> we'll come all the way up to hands and knees and turn towards the front of the mat. So downward dog facing the front of the mat. Down dog, pedal the feet out. forward to the front of the mat to a forward fold. Knees bending, hold opposite elbows if you want, let go of any effort in the head, letting the head just relax towards gravity. You can move the neck forward and back if you like. 
and then left to right, turning left to right, rotating the cervical vertebrae. And then ear towards shoulder, lateral flexion of the neck. And back to center. Hands on the thighs to lengthen the spine. Keep the bend in your knees here, but find extension of the spine here. Bring your feet wider apart. So you're like a chair pose. We got your hands on the thighs and let your tail stick back, your heart stick forward. This is sort of like a cow pose, but now rounding the back like a cat pose. It's moving the spine forward and back a couple of times here. And here you can feel a little more of that expansion of the ribs, expansion and contraction of the solar plexus. And also some opening in the upper back and shoulders. And then we'll come back all the way up to standing, feet to hips width. And bring your arms overhead as if you're doing a handstand here, extending the arms. And uh, relax the traps. There's a slight softening in the upper shoulders. And if you want a little bit more, you could look up at the ceiling, opening the front of the neck. Relax the jaw. And feel how that opening the jaw even softens the solar plexus as well. So there's a connection there between the belly and the neck. And then we'll grab the left wrist. Side bend here to your right, creating space in the left ribs. Breathing into the space in the left ribs. You could turn the left lung towards the ground, that might feel better on the back, or you could turn a little bit up towards the ceiling, that might feel better. Back to center, grab your right wrist, side bend. You could stay right here in the middle, breathing into the right ribs. You could turn the right lung towards the ground or towards the ceiling, feeling which version of that feels best for you. Back up to center and then release the arms down beside the body. Come over to a wall space and we'll have down dog at the wall. <clears throat> so you're kind of a 90 degree angle or approximately Arms are straight out. Right, just like we've been doing with the hands with the arms extended and creating that space in the ribs so when you inhale you can expand in the solar plexus. You exhale you can soften in the solar plexus. And start to walk the hands back up, coming up the wall again. And we're going to tree pose. You could use the wall to balance if you want, or just turn your back to the wall. And we'll start with hands on the waist, 10 toes pointing forward. Start with your right toes and knees pointing to the right. And then you could stay right there on the ankle, that's tree pose. You could also come up to the calf or grab the foot to come up to the thigh. And hands can stay at the waist, the heart, or arms extending out in a V overhead. 
Focus the gaze at a single point to help you balance. Steady breath. Lower the arms, lower the leg down. Other side, now the hands on the waist, left toes, knee to the left. Stay at the ankle if you want, or to the calf, or up to the thigh. Hands can stay at the waist, more grounding, or at the heart, or arms out in a V overhead. Focus your gaze at a single point. And slowly lower down. Both feet on the floor as you inhale, reach up, arms overhead, like you're doing handstand, looking up even. And then fold at the waist all the way down over both legs. Bend in the knees as much as you need to. Head hangs down towards the ground. Bend your left knee a little bit so you can deepen the stretch in the right leg. Switch sides, bend the right knee a little bit. And then to the center, both legs straight. And bend in the knees and roll all the way up to standing. So again, back to down dog at the wall. Hands on the wall. So we've done this sort of wave motion a few times through the body. Again, another awesome water metaphor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so try to find a wave of motion through your spine here, from the tail to the crown of your head, kind of like you're doing a cat-cow. It's a little bit more awkward. It's not as much mobility, but just finding some of that movement so the chest can lower, the chest can round away from the ground. And then settling into the down dog at the wall. Here we're going to press into the hands and lift the left leg back, maybe just an inch off the ground, maybe all the way to parallel with the ground. This warrior three variation. The left toes can point out a little bit to the left. That's usually pretty natural for most hips. But if it can point down to the ground, that's fine too. Straighter arms here will give you more uh, strength and stability here, and maybe your left leg can lift a little bit stronger. Yeah, you can engage your glutes more. You can engage the low back more. And then lower that leg down and switch sides. So the trick today in the practice is to find ways to engage and be engaged and active and strong in a pose without building heat without um, creating too much tension or stress in the body, without hurting the low back or the neck. Your palms are an energetic gateway. You can push energy out through the palms. You can push excess heat out through the palms and out through the arch of the foot. And we'll lower back down, down dog at the wall. Letting the chest sink down here. 
and walk the hands back up, coming up to the wall. Okay, so one more balance here, so back to the wall. And arms overhead like you're doing a handstand, reaching the arms up. Folding at the waist all the way down. And hands to the floor or to blocks and lift the right leg back to touch the wall. You might need to adjust your stance a little bit because eventually that right leg could come to straight so you're at warrior three or standing splits if you have the hands down or you could come to a warrior three and have the arms lift off the ground, right leg back. <laughs> yeah, it is a tricky to find the right distance sometimes. Let's go back a little bit. And then we'll lower down and switch sides here. Right foot down, left leg back. Again, so you could have hands on blocks or hands could even come up to the heart for a warrior three, engaging the core, strengthening. Just like the warrior three we did the other direction, but requires a lot more uh, engagement of the core. But doing your best not to build stress or heat in the body while still engaging. It's remaining more like an open channel. So the arches of the feet, the palms of the hands, energy moves through these things. Come back down and slowly roll up to stand. And then turn towards the wall. So the last thing here is we can have a down dog at the wall, or if you want to practice handstand at the wall, you can have your hands down just like we've been doing, and just work on kicking one leg up, right? You can do it that way, and gaze looking down at the space between the palms, just like we've been looking up at the ceiling. Or you could go the other direction like we just were and walk your feet up the wall. Or just down dog at the wall, like we've been doing. Handstands is definitely one of the more challenging heating postures, but still maintaining an openness to the body so the heat can move through the body and not get stuck in the body. Just go for it, Stephanie, you got it. <laughs> so I'll catch you, go. <laughs> got to kick a little more. Nope. nope, too late. Okay, right. <laughs> next time. Woo, next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll come down and we'll come down to the belly again, just resting the belly on the ground, softening. Palms up beside you, turn the head to one side. <clears throat> When you inhale, feel the solar plexus, the belly expand into the floor. When you exhale, a softening there.
bring the hands under the shoulders. So setting up like a baby cobra pose. So not to build heat, not to be as active. We're going into more, uh, some deeper work now, but we'll focus on strengthening and engaging the upper back muscles. So shoulder blades can be apart or shoulder blades can be together. We want shoulder blades together here. Elbows hugging in towards the body rather than flaring out. So we have this engagement of these shoulder upper back muscles. You could stay on the hands like that. That might be a little more he heating though, even though it's a little easier, but we'll have the hands float off the ground here and still maintain that engagement of the upper back. Press down into the pubic bone to create some space in the ribs and belly. Right, so one thing that the shoulders respond well to is fatiguing the muscles. So maintaining this contraction a little bit until the muscle starts to get tired of holding tension. And then it can relax more deeply when we do the deeper stretches in a little bit. And then let the arms relax down beside the body again. Turn the head to one side, softening the shoulders, sinking down to the ground. And then again, hands under shoulders, setting up for cobra pose, head lifts, hands float off the ground, upper back, and then shoulder blades move towards the center of the spine. So notice if your back is arching here, press the pubic bone down to the ground, less of that arching in the low back and more of a lift in the heart. And then we'll relax, turn the head to the other side, palms relaxed, palms up beside you. And one more time. Hands under shoulders, lifting the head, lifting the hands, engaging the upper back. And then slightly pull the elbows and shoulders down the back. This engages the lower trapezius muscles. Think of like a big diamond shape on your back. This is the lower part of it. And then we'll reach the arms overhead, almost like you're doing a handstand, but keep your palms facing down to the ground, engaging the upper part of that diamond shaped muscle on the back. And then elbows bend in, heart lifts. Arms extend, contracting the upper trapezius muscle, and then elbows bend down, contracting the lower trapezius. We'll do this motion a couple of times, extending the arms, and then pulling the arms back. Again, we're trying to fatigue this muscle, so this will be a little tiring, a little bit difficult, but it'll make our stretches much more soothing and uh, effective. One more time, extending the arms. One more time, pulling the elbows in. And then back to a child's pose with knees apart, creating space for the belly. If you wanted to build heat in the body, you would have knees together, because that would compress the uh, solar plexus and build, stimulate the heat in the body. 
but here creating space to soften the belly. And soften the shoulders. Start to come back up to sitting. And you can sit on your blanket if you want, or just any way that's comfortable. Just right leg in front of the left, cross-legged. So we'll focus on the neck and shoulders stretching a little bit here. Starting with the shoulders lifting up towards the ears, and then shoulders relaxing down the back, just like we were doing. Again, lifting the shoulders, shrugging, and then lowering, relaxing. Now shrug the shoulders and lift the arms overhead. Right arm down to the ground, left arm in a side bend. You could turn the nose towards the ground or nose towards the ceiling. One of those might feel better for you. Relax the jaw. You could also turn the left lung towards the ground or towards the ceiling and feel what feels best for you. Everything stays the same. Reach the left arm straight out to the left, parallel with the floor, and right ear to right shoulder, and then nose towards the ground, and then nose towards the ceiling. Moving the neck in this way a few times, relax the jaw. So all the time, we're, the whole time we're doing this, our right shoulder, right traps contracted, which again will help fatigue the muscle and allow it to stretch a little bit more. If you find an interesting spot with this movement, you could stay there and hold and breathe for a moment. And then take about two to three breaths, really slowly float the left arm down to the ground, feeling those fibers of the trap extend. And then chin towards the chest, back to center. Uncross and recross the legs, so left shins in front. Shoulders shrug up towards the ears, just noticing left and right. Maybe the left side's a little bit lighter, a little more open, a little cooler, this cooler quality and softer quality we're creating today. And then shoulders up towards the ears, arms extend overhead, lower the left hand down, side bend. Again, nose could look down to the ground or towards the palm. Right lung could turn towards the ground or towards the ceiling. Wherever you're at, relax the jaw, steady deep breaths. slowly float the right arm to be parallel with the ground. Hold that as you turn or bring the left ear to left shoulder and then turn the nose towards the ground and the ceiling a few times. If you find a good spot you could stay there and hold and breathe. Open the jaw like you're yawning. 
And then two to three breaths to float the right arm down to the ground. Back up to center. Just noticing left and right. Shrug the shoulders a couple times here. Maybe the muscles feel a little lighter, a little cooler. And then we'll extend the leg straight out. So here, find an extension of the spine. Slightly lean back and even walk the feet in for, you could say in Navasana here, heels down or legs to 90 degrees. This version of Navasana or arms extend, palms up or legs extend, look at the big toe of the right foot. And then feet down, knees bent, spine long, lifting the heart here, and start to fold at the waist. So we can emphasize the upper back here if we grab on to as far down the legs as we can, and then think of cat pose and round the back. If you want to emphasize the upper back opening, that's a good way to do it. You can even cross the arms and grab opposite feet and pull that way. That might feel better. Third option would be to work on extending the legs and focus more on the hamstrings than the upper back if you prefer. Some version of this forward fold. And then walk the hands back in, sitting up. And here we'll focus on the neck for a moment. So sitting cross-legged, either way is fine. Chin moves towards the chest and then towards the ceiling. It's moving vertically, jaw relaxed. And then we'll block that movement. So hands to the forehead as you try to lower the chin. So there's a resistance and a strengthening that needs to happen in the neck here holding that contraction, that strengthening of the neck. And then relax and then go hand behind the head. Try to lift the chin towards the ceiling, but block it with the hand, strengthening the front of the neck. And then relax the hand down. Moving the chin vertically again, just noticing if it feels maybe a little lighter, maybe a little softer. Back to center and then turn the head horizontally left to right a couple times. And then block that movement with one hand, creating a strengthening of the neck. And then release and hand on the other side turning the head into the hand, creating a tension and strengthening there. And then release and then move the head horizontally again, maybe a little lighter, maybe a little softer. Last thing, right ear to right shoulder, left ear to left shoulder. This tends to be a little bit uh, more sensitive, so go slower, be gentle here. It's not as big of a range of motion as the other two. 
But next time you go to one side, block that movement with the hand, strengthening the side of the neck. Maintaining that contraction there. And then other side, same thing. Resist. And hand down, just moving the head laterally without the resistance. Last thing, chin towards the chest, drawing a circle with the nose in one direction. Jaw relaxed. And then go the opposite direction. And then back to center. Come down to your back. So we'll do a brief uh, breathing exercise to also help release heat in the body. And then we'll have our final relaxation, Shavasana. So it's an alternate nostril breath where we'll inhale through the left side and exhale through the right side. And left side is generally associated with yin, feminine, cooling, grounding qualities in the body. Right side is more masculine, yang, heating, active qualities. So we're breathing into the left side, bringing in those softer qualities and breathing out the right, letting go of those heating, more active qualities for this time. So you'll just go side to side. So we'll take a breath in through both nostrils first to start. And then exhale through the mouth. And seal the right nostril. Inhale left. Switch sides and exhale through the right nostril. Inhale left. Exhale right. The exhales are a little longer than the inhales. Inhale left. Exhale right. Does anyone need a tissue? Raise a hand. Okay. Inhale left. Exhale right. Continue like that one more minute. Inhaling left and exhaling right. Slightly longer exhales. Release the breathing technique in normal breaths. Make any last little adjustments you need to feel rested here. You could have a bolster under the knees. If you'd like a bolster, raise a hand. Create these qualities of softness, ease, 
relaxation in the body. Make any last little adjustments you need to feel rested here. back of your body become heavy. Front of the body soft, open. Start to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. 
moving the arms and legs. And rolling onto your right side, so the left side of the yin, more yin side of the body is open, receptive. The more yang side is more rested, relaxed. And press into your left hand and slowly roll up to sitting. Coming back to a comfortable seated posture, finding extension of the spine, hands at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.